We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware, folks. At Ace, your backyard's right in our backyard, which means we have hand-picked products that are right for the birds in your neighborhood, like premium bird seed, suet, birdhouses, and feeders. Stop by your local Ace and get everything you need to attract the birds you want, including Ace Wild Bird Food, on sale now. Now through Tuesday only, when you buy two 20-pound bags of wild bird food, get a third bag free, only at Ace, the helpful place. Offer valid through February 28th at participating stores. football season i am your host james seltzer and with me as always my man from the great white north you can follow him on twitter at statsman22 mr paul bruno what's up paul james good to be with you again week one had some interesting storylines but i gotta hear from you i want to uh, i'm too passionate about the cowboys tell me why des bryant was only one for five in the targets for eight measly yards he played like his head was up his backside uh, not what you expect from one of the top receivers in ball. There were a number of other guys that delivered and a few others that were in Dez's camp too. So I can't wait to go through it all with you today. Yeah, Dez Bryant, disappointing showing. Obviously, Dak Prescott, week one, all that kind of stuff. But I think the Giants played them well is what happened. I think the Giants had a good game plan for how to deal with Zach, with Dak, bottled up the running game and just didn't give a, Dez a lot of uh, free room. But like you said, Paul, a guy of Dez, into that when we get to Dez, let us... Start off at the top of this list here as we've got 
three players over $9,000, and I'm, I'm a little bewildered to the pricing myself here. Odell Beckham Jr. is the top guy at 9400 going up against that Saints secondary makes some sense. Then you got Julio Jones at 9300 against Oakland, and then Antonio Brown at 9200 against Cincinnati. Paul, why is Antonio Bryant not the highest-priced player on the board here? I don't get it. That guy, I watched him closely on the, uh, the first week, and he was incredible, just like he was all of last year. He's in a, he's a, he should be in a class by himself and uh, possibly priced over ten grand a week the way he produces so consistently. Eight for 11 uh, in terms of the receptions for targets, 126 yards, two TDs. There weren't too many better storyline uh, stat lines than his in week one, and uh, I, I think with Big Ben tossing... Uh, to him, that's a, that's an unbeatable combination and should be above the other two guys who are, you know, uh, Julio Jones matchup is an interesting one this week, too. I, I think he's in for a big week. I was not on him last week, but I will be this time around. I think that's too good a matchup against a defense that led the league in, in uh, pass receiving yards allowed in week one with 419. Yeah, no doubt. All three really, you know, solid, or at least the first two solid matchups. Devin Babineau, the best cornerback on the Saints, hurt. He will be out, so you have to like OBJ there. But, I mean, for me, I don't care if he's playing Darrell Rivas from five years ago every single week. Antonio Brown is my number one receiver every single week. I just don't care. And, you know, Cincinnati's secondary is good, but it's not unbeatable or anything like that. So I am all in on Antonio Brown at 9,200. All right, Paul, let's look at that 8,000 to 9,000 range, 8,100 to 8,900, as it were here. A couple of names in here and a couple of guys who were underpriced going into week one at the top of this list, and A.J. Green and Brandon Cooks. Both guys showed you why they were underpriced with dominant performances. Do you see those two bringing it back again, or is there anyone else in this 8,000 range who you like more? Well, I'm curious to see what Cooks does because he's going against that same giant secondary that you talked about off the top. He was 6-for-9 in uh, receptions for targets, 143 yards and two TDs in Week 1, and he's got uh, Drew Brees, one of the, my favorite quarterbacks, tossing to him. So I'll I'll go to school on this one, and, and I'll take a chance based on what you said because I think Drew Brees will find a way to exploit that Giants defense, and maybe Dak Prescott should watch that game film after this week. Uh, yeah. Alan, Alan Robinson is another guy that I'm on this week just because of the volume of activity that was uh, uh, thrown his way in week one 15 targets led all wide receivers in that regard he only caught six of passes though and so uh, i'll see if he can do a little bit better than that against san diego another team that was torched for over 300 yards in the passing attack in uh, week one they gave up six plays of more than 20 yards and uh, only picked off one pass while allowing two t's at two D tds against yeah, I like A.J. Green at 8,900, even though he's a lot more expensive than last week. Pittsburgh, not a great pass defense. They look good against Kirk Cousins in Washington, but even Deshaun Jackson had some nice plays, and I don't think that Washington offense is as good as this Bengals offense. So I'm good with Green, good with Cooks at that price. Uh, jumping down, I'm not a huge fan of Jordy Nelson at 8,200. Uh, obviously had the touchdown last week, but didn't look to be really 100% back, at least in terms of, of endurance and, and speed and all that. And, and that mini defense is really good. So I'm staying away from Jordy. Going $100 cheaper. I love Mike Evans against that Arizona.
Arizona D. I know Patrick Peterson is a stud, but we just saw Jimmy Garoppolo tear up that D a little bit. So yeah. <laughs> Jameis Winston, Mike Evan, those targets are going to be there. I think just on targets alone, he'll earn that 8,100 for you. All right, Paul, now we start to make some real money for people as we get into this seven, excuse me, 8,000 and below, starting at 7,900. Uh, a fair amount of nice names in this 7,000 to 7,900 range. Obviously, Keenan Allen at 7,000. We can take him off the list. I'm sorry to all the season-long owners who own Keenan Allen out for the year, but a perfect reason to play DFS because you can just not play Keenan Allen this week. All right, Paul, what do you think about this range of players here? Well, joining Allen on that uh, do not play list, I would include Demarius Thomas of the Broncos. He was only four for six last week in terms of receptions and targets. And uh, he has a hip injury that has him in a questionable status right now, unless you know more more than I. But uh, the guys that I look on more favorably in this range include Larry Fitzgerald, 33-year-old guy looked like a, like he was 23 last week. Uh, he, he collected eight passes for 81 yards and two TDs, some circus catches mixed in there. And uh, I think this is a great price point for him, and I think he's way undervalued in in this slot. Uh, Willie Sneed of New Orleans, another guy that I would put in the same light. Nine for nine. He didn't muff a, muff a, throw, a throw in his direction. 172 yards last week and one TD. And then uh, Julian Edelman, a fabulous possession receiver for New England. He it looks like he became the favorite target of Garoppolo in week one, and uh, that's on merit. Seven catches on seven targets, 66 yards, not a lot in terms of the yardage. I expect him to find the end zone this week to pad those stats, and I would be happy with a repeat performance as an owner of his in a couple of leagues. Finally, Dougie Baldwin, nine catches on 11 targets, 92 yards, another good good play uh, against a Los Angeles team that uh, – that uh, had an interesting opening week. Uh, I called that one. I, I thought San Francisco would surprise them, and I was right. And I think Seattle's going to be all over them this week. So uh, look for a big day for Baldwin in that one. Yeah, I agree. There are a fair amount of values in this range. A couple more names to add that you didn't mention. Uh, Amari Cooper at 7900 at the top. I, I know that seems like an expensive price after he was, what, 7100 last week. That's only going to go up. He's going to be in the high 8000 soon enough. He is clearly the go-to guy there, and, and he's going to get a lot of targets. So I'd pay the 7900 I also like Alshon Jeffrey at 7800 When he's healthy, he's clearly a beast. That Eagles secondary, not the best. Uh, but then the two names that I really like the most in this range, uh, at 7600 Brandon Marshall had an awful, awful week one. Uh, yeah. But let's not overreact to week one too much, guys. Brandon Marshall was a top 10, top 12 receiver heading into the season for a reason. This is a nice matchup for him. I think Brandon Marshall comes through this week and gets back on track. And then right below him at 7,500, we saw what a beast Kelvin Benjamin can be against the best defense in the game in week one. San Francisco, despite their shutout performance of Case Keenum, (laughs) uh, not one of the best defenses in the league. I really, really like Kelvin Benjamin both this week and moving forward all right paul before we really really get into nitty-gritty here let me remind all the fantasy football fans that football is back which means that FanDuel's back and this year it is better than ever it's not just a new season of FanDuel; it's a new era they've upgraded your entire experience with real improvements for everyday fans and they believe that you deserve to experience everything sports has to offer which will make you sports rich try the new FanDuel now just pick your team stay under the salary cap and have all the fun that fantasy has to offer New to the game? Play in a beginner's contest to learn the ropes. If you have a dollar, there are games for just one dollar. There's 50-50 contests where the top half win money 
or you could settle a score with a friend in FanDuel's brand new friends mode. It's season-long fantasy football with weekly teams. Plus, new features ensure a fair and level playing field. Let me tell you, I just started doing the friends thing with my buddies. We had been setting up our own type of league within FanDuel last year, and now we can actually track it, keep track, see how everyone's doing. Uh, It is a blast. And again, like I said, it's weekly. Keenan Allen, I have him on a season-long team. It sucks. He's out for the year after week one. It's like a second-round pick just gone. You don't ever have to worry about that with FanDuel. You can have all the fun that football has to offer, all the fun that fantasy football has to offer. At FanDuel, you can be sports rich. Plus, a special offer for new users. Get a free six-month subscription to RotoWire with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW. And not only will you get the free subscription, but you'll have that $10 to play on FanDuel. So it's basically like a free subscription plus money to play that you can win more money with it's over forty dollars in value for just 10 bucks go to fanduel.com slash rw all right paul let's uh let's help people use that 10 bucks wisely and win some more money with it let's get into this 6,000 to 6,900 range and there are just almost too many names to deal with here and, and too many values paul that's what we're here for who are some of the names that jump off the page in this range for you well, at the top of the range, I'm going to suggest Alan Hearns going against the San Diego secondary that was torched for over 300 yards in week one, and uh, they gave up six plays of over 20 yards in that one. Hearns, for his part, collected 75 yards on uh, four catches, so I think that's a good matchup. Then I look at Detroit against Tennessee with Golden Tate, 6700 bucks. He was a perfect seven for seven, although they weren't for big yards. This guy is a bigger play receiver than that, and I look for him to stretch the field against the Tennessee defense that uh, was not tested as much as I thought they would be in week one by Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. They'll face another strong passing attack in this one, and I think Tate goes wild. And then Deshaun Jackson against my Cowboys. This guy, I have nightmares when before mm-hmm. this matchup. Every time I see this guy on the docket, he uh, he's a deep ball threat against a Cowboys defense that uh, a lot of people are not talking much about. They're more focused on the offense, but their defense is in disarray with some injuries along the the uh, front lines and then uh, some some uh, un, unproven quantities, I'll say, in the defensive secondary. Deshaun Jackson will exploit all of that, have a big day against my boys, and then uh, I'll add uh, Sterling Shepard of New Orleans of the Giants against New Orleans again. That New Orleans secondary pretty weak, and I'm going to double down, uh, picking him as well as uh, another guy that I'll talk about in a minute in the lower tier. So Sterling Shepard, a fine debut against the Cowboys, three catches for 43 yards. I think he doubles that in this next matchup. Yeah, Paul, I love both uh, the top two especially. Alan Hearns, I think, is a great call at 6,900. Also at 6,900, Jordan Matthews going up against that Bears defense. We saw Will Fuller in Houston just tear them apart. Uh, Jordan Matthews looked really good week one, as did Carson Wentz. I know you Dallas fans don't like to hear that, but we might have our quarterback of the future in Philly. I love that ginger more than I can even express in words, Paul. But I, I do think Jordan Matthews, he is um, the really the only go-to guy on that offense. Zach Ertz is definitely going to be out with a rib injury. So I think Matthews is going to see even more targets. So Jordan Matthews, I really like at 6,900. And then my two other favorite plays in this region are, are just below him at, at 6,700. In addition to Golden Tate, who I like as well. But um, Dante Moncrief, it's a tough matchup. I like him more as a GPP play because you got to guess the ownership is going to be low. But he showed that he is going to be one of Andrew Luck's favorite targets, one of the consistent targets. And look, Kelvin Benjamin tore that defense up. 
Moncrief similar, not quite as big as Benjamin, but he's a big, strong receiver. Um, so I like Moncrief as kind of a, a low floor play, even though it's a tough matchup, because they're going to have to throw in that game. We saw last week what happens. They're going to get down, Luck's going to go, and he's going to throw. Um, so I don't hate Moncrief as a GPP play. But my favorite, favorite, favorite play in this range, We flipping to that other side of the game last week, we saw Matthew Stafford just cut up that indie defense. And like you mentioned before, very unlikely Demarius Thomas plays. Emmanuel Sanders at 6,700 is going to be the number one option. Granted, Trevor Simeon, not the best quarterback in the league, but Sanders good enough when he's the number one offense against an atrocious indie defense uh, that I think that for 6,700, that's a hell of an upside play there. All right, Paul, let's get down into the real nitty-gritty. I teased nitty-gritty before, but this is where the real uh, rubber meets the road, as it were, Paul. 5,000 and above, what are you looking at before we hit that 6,000 mark? Well, 5,000 and above, I'm going to say this. You, you know what? Let's just go all crazy and go from the bottom to the top, Paul. 4,500 to 6,000. Who are some of those names where you can get some real values in there? I'll give you four of them. From the top, I'm going to say Victor Cruz of the Giants. He looks like he's back after a long time. You called it. You called the yep. salsa dance. I, I put did. it in the podcast, the music underneath. You called it, and, and we got the salsa. <laughs> I know you didn't like it yeah. that much, but it happened. No, but this guy now has a, another favorable matchup against that wretched New Orleans defense. $5,700 is a good bet here, and uh, I think we might even see a, uh, an encore of the salsa performance this week, and I might enjoy it a little more this time around. Jermaine Curse for Seattle. This guy uh, goes in against Los Angeles at $5,300. He caught five balls for 57 yards, and I think he's going to do a little bit better than that against L.A. this week. Uh, Cole Beasley of the Cowboys actually is on my list for 5000 bucks. He had 12 targets. He proved to be a real favorite of Dak Prescott among the wide receivers. And maybe since since the top guy didn't deliver and the second guy can't find the sideline, we'll go to Cole Beasley as the clutch player for the Cowboys in Washington. And uh, that's only a $5,000 play. Uh, finally, Jeremy Curley of the Giants in against Carolina. That's a tough defense, but this guy did have 11 targets and collected seven balls. If he gets that kind of uh, action his way, I'll bet on him every week at this price. Paul, I like those ones especially like Victor Cruz, that Saints defense, especially with Babineau out, is ripe to be picked apart. Uh, so I like all three of those Giants receivers like you do. You do. Uh, and Cruz probably the best value of the bunch. I will add two names in this group that kind of jump off the page for me. 5,400, actually one of my favorite plays of the day. Tyrell Williams in San Diego going up against Jacksonville. We mentioned the Keenan Allen injury. Sorry again to all the season-long owners of him. But look, in Fandle, you come in, you get Tyrell Williams for 5,400. He is now a starter there. He had, what, 8.1 Fandle points for you last week, at, you know, and that was only really being involved that second half of the game. I really like Tyrell Williams there. They need offense for 5,400. I think the ceiling is about as high as you're going to get. And then going a little bit lower, dropping below that $5,000 range, Paul recommended him last week, and he was right to because he got a touchdown. Uh, and that's Chris Hogan for the Patriots, who uh, looks like he has a nice little thing going with Jimmy Garoppolo. $4,700. That is insanely cheap. You're not going to get – you got 13.5 fantasy points last week uh, in Fandle. You're not going to get that for 4700 That's an insane return and might be even better against a much crappier Miami defense. So that's another name that jumps off the page. Paul. Before we get out of here, any last thoughts on this whole wide receiver class this week? 
there's you know now we have some form charts to build on. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how these guys if these guys can double up the strong performances of week one, and uh, we ha we'll build on the measuring sticks that we're starting to get. And uh, being a numbers guy, I'm going to be diving into the numbers more and more as we get more information because it was kind of hard week one uh, with uh, all the unknowns. But now we're getting a bit of a form chart, and uh, I think we're going to zero in on uh, better values going forward. So there'll be more reason for people to tune in, and I'm looking forward to giving them the best we got. There we go. And hopefully, uh, well, I'll say hopefully for you, I'm totally okay with it, but hopefully Des Bryant is not as bad for you this week as he was <laughs> last week. Uh, now, <laughs> that'll do it for us. Follow him on Twitter at Statsman22. He is Mr. Paul Bruno. I am James Seltzer. We'll be back with you tomorrow on the Rotowire DFS podcast, getting into a little tight end and defense action. Can't wait for that. So again, until tomorrow, for Paul Bruno, I am James Seltzer. Thank you for listening to the September 14th episode of the Rotowire DFS podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.